Hey everyone, it's Daniel here. So before we start this episode, I kind of want to give you some context on what's going on and just uh, a little bit about about me. So as you know, the last eight episodes have been about the Wanderneer and just about what's going on with us. And as much as I like doing that, at a certain point, I don't want it just to be about me. I want to bring in other voices and other people to kind of, um, you know, make it cool and plus honestly to hear me talk for episode after episode after episode at a certain point just becomes like I don't know it's really like pretentious or like me 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 you know so I want to you know shy away from that so I was thinking and I've kind of came up with this idea that I want to highlight just people uh it could be friends um artists that I know or sometimes even complete strangers. And I just kind of want to know what they're doing during these difficult times. How are they keeping sane? Uh, If they're an artist, are they uh, dropping any new music? Do they have anything for us to kind of share or listen to or support? And uh, if it's a complete stranger, why would you, you know, why'd you send a, a voice message to me? I'm curious as to what prompted you to do that. So just a wide range of things. And so in this, it's going to be called Did You Hear That? And uh, it's going to be great. I'm excited. It's going to be the next month or so or some, maybe two months or honestly, however long this this time lasts and also however long people are interested in talking about what they're doing. So without further ado, our very first episode is going to be about this artist named Raya. And she's from London. Really cool person. Really dope. Um, funny, amazing, and being that she is from London, uh, we weren't able to like record it at the same time just because of time difference. And quite honestly, my internet is garbage. So if not, you'd have been hearing like a uh, uh, part because I could have chopped and you know, it would have sounded bad. So I'd sent her this stuff previously and just kind of had her you know record it, and so. Uh, once I'm done talking and once you're done hearing my voice, you'll be able to hear the full uh, interview we had. And then at the end, you'll also hear me talk. But uh, in this interview, we talked about uh, mental health. We talked about her music, um, her creativity, uh, the idea of being a person of color and how and how you kind of have to navigate that also. And we talked about um, just a wide range of themes. Uh, Her song Karma, she recently released in November. And then we also talked about uh, Impasse, her her newest release that's coming out soon. It's just a wide range of themes. Really awesome person. Um, You guys are definitely going to like it. And uh, I'm excited for you to listen. So without further ado, here's Rhea. My name's Ria. I'm a singer, songwriter and instrumentalist from London um, and my new single Impasse is out now. Um, so give it a listen. So how are you able to manage to study medicine and still work on your music career? Um, so I'm one of those people that I just I thrive on having multiple things to do at any one time. Um, if I have a really hectic schedule then I use my time so much more wisely and I just get it all done whereas I think if 
if I, I were to ever have a day of like not really doing anything or if I knew that I got a lot of time to do something then I would just procrastinate all day so definitely working under pressure is definitely good for me you have to really put 100% into both studying medicine and trying to become a successful musician um, so I just have to yeah put put 100% into both of them um, I don't know what's my secret work hard play hard no no that's not it minimum effort maximum gain that's how I like to do things so why did you choose to study medicine and also to be an artist and what in medicine are you interested um so I I couldn't couldn't have just one had to have them both no um I really like both equally um I love making music and I love listening to music and um just creating things but I also love as nerdy as this sounds I love learning like about the human body and how it can go wrong and how you can fix that or or treat it or manage it um it's it's ever changing and it will never ever get boring you can never know enough like ever um and I think I just love a challenge and I think I'm interested in paediatrics but as you go through so like this year we've gone through some different rotations um learning about different things and being on different wards in the hospital um and every time you do something it kind of changes your mind on it because you what I find that I go in thinking oh I hate this subject like cardiology so like learning about heart things going into it I was like I have no interest in this whatsoever it's just not my thing and I actually found out that I really enjoyed it um so yeah it's also just as you go along so I feel like in a few years time I'll probably say something different and I'll end up doing like plastic surgery or something who knows but paediatrics at the moment so what is your creative process like and do you think living in London now has made you more open to other creators and artists so my creative process is never quite the same um I mean sometimes I can like sit down with a guitar and think oh I just I feel like writing something so I'll just play chords or whatever and then sing along and I'll be like ah there's a song um whereas other times I will think I want to write about this subject that's been on my mind and I'll write some lyrics and then the music will come after lots of times it's like just as I'm about to fall asleep something random just pops into my head and I have to like quickly get it down in my voice notes to like work on later um so yeah it's kind of random living in London has definitely definitely made me more open to other creatives and artists I've met so many people since being in London that like we work together uh all the time or we like just kind of jam together like write things create things and it's just been incredible um living here like, I wouldn't have had an experience like this anywhere else were you always a creative person when you were younger and if so what did you like to create or what were you working on um yeah I have actually always been really creative um I loved like painting and making things and writing um I actually you know on Facebook when you get the memories coming up and you can like look back at your memories I saw a memory that was like um a picture of these business cards and basically me and my mate in that like, year four so we would have been I think eight or nine I mean, no eight eight years old 
um, we decided in art one day that we were going to start up um, a business where we'd hand make birthday cards, Christmas cards, like anniversary cards, all sorts. So we spent the entire day making these handmade business cards. Um, and they've got like our telephone number. And there's like just all these like little bits stuck onto them to make them look pretty. And I just thought that was really funny. <laughs> At the age of eight, we were like, yeah, we're going to start a business. Obviously, it never happened. But I still have the business cards to this day to remind me of my younger self and my hopes and dreams. <laughs> um, how do you describe yourself and how do you describe your sound? I don't know. Can anyone really describe themselves correctly? I feel like you'd always have to ask someone else. I have no idea what I'm like. I should probably know. Um... My sound is kind of poppy, um, but the other stuff I've been working on is quite different. Um, less poppy, more more kind of upbeat, semi-jazzy, I want to say. But I think the thing that always comes through is uh, my vocals um, in, in any song. Um, people say I've got quite a distinct sound. It's kind of rough. Um don't smoke kids um and yeah just like the accent kind of comes through I guess did you go up listening to music when you were younger and if so what did you listen to yeah heaps my dad loves music um and he's he's always been like recommending music to us and like finding music early on he watches like Jules Holland and and he's always listening to music um and just trying to get us into it um so yeah we've always had music as like a big part of of our growing up and I remember like being in the car with my dad and my brother which I didn't happen often um because my dad like worked so hard uh, but when whenever he did like drive us anywhere he'd always put on some cracking music and one thing was that he'd always play um The Chain by Fleetwood Mac and you know it's in Formula One so um my brother would always do like the Formula One um introduction along with the thing and it's just like one of those great memories that you have of, of being a kid and like music being a really central part to that memory so anytime I listen to that now it like just that just takes me back straight away um we also we had quite a big record collection and and that was really cool as well um I wanted to take some of them when I went to uni but obviously wasn't allowed because they are the prized possessions of my dad um and some of my mum's actually as well to be fair so I also I listened to quite varied things. My brother listened to a lot of Screamo at points, so like Lamb of God and stuff like that. I ended up listening to a bit of that. Um, there was a time when we got really into Eminem and we just listened to his albums on repeat and try and learn all the words. That was fun. Um, and yeah, just like really varied stuff, um, to be honest. Um, yeah, I think so. I think it's definitely better than it was I feel like before there used to be this kind of like unwritten kind of thing that was like, oh, there can only be like one or two big people of colour in the industry. And then they were kind of like, it's almost like they're sort of putting people against each other of, of being that top person. Like there's not room for another one. And now I feel like it's definitely opened up um, and we're seeing a lot more um, like BAME musicians. 
especially with being able to use like social media and streaming and things like that it's not just who the industry is pushing out now it's also like people that come up on the sidelines like doing it themselves um like little sims diy musician just like she's smashed it um i think she's sick um and just yeah people like that have definitely got more of an opportunity now um do you ever feel pressured as not to prove to yourself that you're successful or to your family that you're making the right choice yeah so my my heritage is actually a bit like it's, i don't know i'm ambiguous i guess i don't know people are always asking me where i'm from and i can never describe it properly but my mum's side of the family are you know, white british um and irish um and my dad's side is just like a whole kind of mix i guess um i don't know if it's because of my ethnicity but i did i did feel pressured to to prove that i was doing the best for myself my parents have always kind of instilled in in me and my brother that we should always be striving to do the best that we can do and to just like achieve our goals and like work hard for them um which i don't think is a bad thing um but saying that my life might have gone very differently otherwise if i if i hadn't have been like that as a child or if i hadn't have been taught to be like that um so that was definitely like an influence in me going to study medicine it wasn't so much that i had to do it it was more that i couldn't not do it like everything else was seemed like was deemed kind of fluffy um like i wanted to do dance at gcse and my parents were like no that's fluffy or if i wanted to do art they're like oh you can do that on the side that kind of thing so that's definitely been like shaping my um my career path 100 percent if not then what do you think it would take for us to be actors at your in the industry music industry and creative industries oh that's a really tough question restructuring the entirety of society i guess which is um kind of hard i think it also depends on the kind of genre you're in i think classical music is definitely one of the worst for bame musicians that severely underrepresented underrepresented yeah under they're severely underrepresented in classical music um i think it's important that we start seeing you know bame musicians or um un, underrepresented minority uh, groups of musicians we see them you know up on stage and and at the forefront um and and showing this inclusivity um but I mean that's that's something that everyone has to have a role in, isn't it? It's not just just one group of people that can kind of fix this, so to speak. Um, it's it's everyone that's involved in the music industry and in the creative industries. We all have our part to do, and we all have to um to sort of take responsibility for this. So, as a female singer songwriter, what do you think is your biggest challenge as an artist? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think, I mean, for myself, being a female musician, um, it's better not to focus on just the challenges of of females. It's also, you, you also have to focus on the challenges that non-binary acts see, that, that transgender acts see, because it's, it's not just about females, that like everyone has their challenges. Um, I think representation is a big part of that. Like, festival lineups um there's been some great photos going around instagram of like the lineups um with all of the men taken off them and and you can see just how little 
um, female or non-binary actor on there and like looking at some surveys um, there was a network called female pressures and they they did some facts and like I think between 2017 and 2019 that they, they looked at some festivals and there was like I don't know, it's about 20% female acts, less than 1% non-binary acts, and like 70% male acts. And yeah, that's just kind of, it's kind of shocking to see. I think things are getting better in that perspective though, because of all the initiatives trying to do a 50-50 split. But that's definitely a challenge, you know, representation um, in festivals and headliners and, and things like that. Um, I think it's also difficult because it's quite challenging for for female or, or non non-binary people to um to get into the industry as a whole. So when I'm looking for a producer or uh people to work on a track with me, it's it's quite difficult to find people that aren't male. And like I'd I'd love to be championing some female or non-binary or um, transgender uh, producers or um, mastering engineers or anything like that. So if you're out there, let me know. Let's do something. Um, but I think that's that's really important as well. Um, I also think just sometimes you go into a studio and it's like, you know, this little dark room and you're just there by yourself with this man. Um, and it can, there can kind of sometimes be this kind of like unspoken thing of their, you almost feel like they think that it's all game when actually you're in a professional environment. You know, if I if I was on the ward, like on, on placement and like one of the consultants or, or another doctor like made a pass at me, it's just, well, I hope that it wouldn't happen, but you know, it, they're, there are like channels that I can go through to then, you know, get some kind of like disciplinary hearing or, or get some disciplinary action against them for doing that. It's, it's more, um, it's more widely known that, you know, you just shouldn't be doing that. It's, um, it's against the rules, but when you're working as freelancers, um, and you know, there's, there's less kind of clear boundaries around that. Like, are you friends? are you just colleagues working together like where do you draw those lines and then if you do want to be friendly then you know it, it doesn't mean that you can just make a move on someone um but it's just it's a bit bit of an odd situation um to be honest and that's definitely a challenge um okay, why did you write this on karma what was going on in your mind oh so um so this one, uh, Karma, yeah, that was my single that I brought out in November. That was my debut single. Um, that, I think, is kind of self-explanatory when you listen to it that I was not happy with someone. No, um, I just, I went through a pretty bad um, breakup and uh, I was quite frustrated, quite upset, quite angry. So I decided to write about it. Do you believe in Karma? And if so, how do you live your life knowing that Karma is real? I actually don't believe in karma. Um, I think that actions have consequences. Um, and I also think that sometimes it can be confirmation bias. Like, you know, you've done something nice and then something nice happens back to you. So all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's because I did that nice thing. Or like vice versa, where it's actually it's just kind of happened, but you're just thinking that. Um, 
so no, I don't actually believe in karma. <laughs> but I do believe that, you know, positivity spreads positivity. Um, I think we're definitely seeing that now with um, coronavirus. Well, I went so long without mentioning that, but it did slip in, so apologies. But I do think that it's brought this weird, different sense of community where everyone's just kind of, well, most people that I've seen anyway, are just kind of doing nice things for each other. And I think that's breeding more nice things. Um, like first-hand, account, first-hand accounts I found of people having had someone like do a nice act for them have then said actually you know what I might start doing more nice things because lots of people are doing them um I think that's just a really nice thing in society right now something positive um do you think that everything happened that happened in your life helped you create more authentically okay so authenticity is one of those buzzwords that has just been thrown around all the time in the industry right now and it's actually getting on my nerves a little bit like everything is a struggle to be authentic (laughs) I think I think with the way that social media is now like it's very hard to to be genuine because like you're you're taking a photo and and posting it onto a site and then putting a caption like none of it is kind of like real in the moment um none of it is properly genuine because you've made that decision to put it out there so that you look a certain way and I also I don't know I feel like creativity doesn't always have to be authentic it doesn't always have to be genuine and real and that's the beauty of it you know you can you can lie about things in art um you can create a different persona through art um which it's, it's one of the only things that you can actually do that in, which I kind of love. You can sell yourself as a whole different person if you want to. Um, you know, people that that change their name or they dress up when they go on stage and things like that. And I think it's just great because it's a way of just like being multiple different people and really expressing yourself through those different people. And it, in a way, I guess that is you being authentic because you're being your genuine self of wanting to express yourself through other people but then I guess that just goes around in a cycle um what does the song impasse mean to you okay so a few people that I told I was bringing out this song called impasse they were like what does that mean is it even a real word um just to let you all know impasse is a real word um it's kind of like it's kind of like it means like a deadlock point where like nothing can nothing can go forwards and nothing can pass it's like a a kind of struggle where like neither side is gonna win or willing to give in um it's that weird point there um and that is basically what the song is about it's about being at a point in a relationship you know whether that be um romantic or or otherwise where it's kind of coming to an end but you don't really want it to end you don't want to make that decision to end it but you're also just not sure you can kind of stay with it yeah uh was i saying yeah so impasse um it's kind of coming to an end you don't really know like you you don't want to end it you you don't want to give it up but you don't really know how you can go on with staying that way it's just not it's not feasible um to like stay in that situation are you happy with your life right now and if so what did you have to leave to get 
to that point if not what's holding you back Ooh, that's really deep man um <laughs> I have right now do you want to get really existential now no no I am yeah I mean I'm I'm content definitely um you know I'm on my way to to being a doctor I'm also like releasing stuff which is what I've wanted to do for a long time. Um, I've got really, really great friends. I've got an amazing family. Um, so yeah, I mean, last last year was a really tough year. Like quite a few things happened last year um, that that were difficult to to, to move on from and to, to get past. But I think again, just having some really good mates who are going to be there for you and just a really close family is super important for that and it definitely keeps me on track um if ever I'm feeling a bit down then I know they're they're there to like bring me back up um like a nice safety net um I mean I, th I feel like the kind of person I am I'm always going to feel like I'm not doing enough and I'm always going to feel like what I do isn't enough either if that makes sense um that it's never going to be perfect and it's never going to be exactly how I want it or how I would want it to be um but I think after yeah I don't want to tell my age but a few years of doing that of feeling like that and being that kind of person you you learn to kind of get on with it success is an interesting one I think it's something that a lot of people struggle with um because it's subjective you know and especially with social media right now where you're looking at everyone else like what does what does success mean to you does it mean having as like being being like this other person who's got this many streams or this many downloads this many followers has this many people coming to their concerts but then you can always look at the next higher person and they're probably doing that as well they're looking at someone else thinking oh i wish i was successful um do I think I'm successful right now? I'm successful in in the way that I'm on my way to becoming a doctor, if everything goes to plan. Um, I've got some of my music out. I'm making more. There's always more to come. Um, I'm happy. I'm healthy. So in those ways, yes. But in other ways, no. Success to me in the music industry would be having a solid fan base. Um, I've never really wanted to be like super famous. I think that would be awful. Uh, like not being able to go anywhere because people know who you are. That just, that doesn't sound very fun at all, um, personally. Um, no, I love traveling. I love going on holiday. I love going out for dinner. How, how could I do that, you know? Um, so I've never really wanted to be like that, but I would like to be like someone who's got you know they're sort of not a huge but definitely supportive fan base um and just kind of ticking along nicely with that um i mean also money wise just like earning enough from the music side of things that it's like a job you know like being able to support myself or if i have a family supporting that family um with my music and just being able to go to the studio every day and at like that would just be super cool. Um, I'd still love to work as a doctor as well, but probably part-time. That is success. What do I need to be successful? I need to work hard. 
think that's kind of the rule in life, really, isn't it? Um, oh no, what I said earlier was uh, minimum effort, maximum gain. <laughs> no, I do. I need to carry on working. I need to carry on grinding. Um, carry on releasing. Um, uh, carry on writing. Just doing everything that I'm doing. More gigs, all of it. Just building a fan base, you know, um, so that people are listening and hopefully enjoying it. What are your thoughts on mental health and music? Do you think mental health is authentically being talked about in music and creative industries? Um, I think mental health has a really big space in music. I know that music is incredible for for affecting your emotions. You know, like, you can listen to a really, like, happy song and just be, like, just, you know, jumping about the place. Well, I personally do uh, find it, like, really motivating or, like, workout songs for a workout or then like sometimes I can listen to songs and just feel like really sad like when I listen to Bonnie Vare I just feel really sad yeah it's a bit weird isn't it um but they are quite emotive with their music um so I know and I know that music has definitely helped a lot of people um come out of some really bad places and there's also music therapy um within um mental health uh services um which i know has been quite effective with some people um do i think that it's being authentic authentically talked about um i don't know i feel like it's quite a buzzword kind of thing right now people love having people talking about mental health because everyone's so interested in it right now and on one side of things it is just quite a marketing technique to talk about it, to get more clicks, more views, whatever, more people reading it. But at the same time, sometimes it's nice to see that like people you've maybe looked up to as a kid or people who are out there every day like doing bits, that they they might be going along the same path as you. There might be other people out there like that or maybe they've had their struggles. Um, and I think maybe that brings a sense of community to some people um when we do share like that so maybe it is good um i think it's something we'll have to weigh out and see on see if it's just like another craze or if it's actually doing some good what does modern mental health mean to you um i think currently in society there's been a big move towards mindfulness which is really great it's very important to be mindful with everything you do i think um, I certainly try and use it myself, although it doesn't always work, and I can be um, quite impatient at times, um, but I am trying, I'm trying, um, and I think that's really great, um, and I think more people should try, there's loads of those apps as well, I mean if it works for you, it works for you, that's great, um, I think some of the issues currently in mental health, like the bed cutting, you know, they're just getting rid of beds in the NHS um, simply because they can't afford them because of all the cuts and the, the overwhelming need in society for for these services that the, the NHS just can't keep up. And I think that's really sad um, because it's, it's so needed right now. Um, well, at all times it's needed, but it's just it's just not there for the people that need it most. So thank you so much, Daniel. Um, some really interesting questions there that definitely made me think. 
So my new single, Impasse, is out now. It's available to download and stream and whatever else the kids are doing these days. Um, I don't know. I make it sound like I'm really old, but I'm actually not. I'm just I'm just old at heart, I reckon. Um, but yeah, it's, it's out everywhere on all major streaming platforms, maybe even some minor ones. Who knows? So have a listen. Let me know what you think. Share it if you like it don't share it if you don't. Tell your nan, tell your mum, tell your dog. Cheers. All right, I want to give a big thanks to Raya for being part of this episode. I really appreciate that she was so willing to talk and just answer these questions that I asked her. And I hope that you guys uh, enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed it. So before we end this episode, I want to give a you a chance to follow Raya. So you can follow Raya on Twitter and all you do is just go to Twitter, type in Raya Sounds and she's there. You can also find her on Instagram and all you'll do is just type in Raya, which is R-Y-A, and then type in music and you should find her there also. Um, I'm going to also drop her uh, links to her social media in uh, in the notes, in the description. So You can just click that and you can copy and paste and follow her that way if you're having difficulty not doing it the way that I I told you. So with that being said, the episode is over. Um, I really appreciate it that you guys took time to listen. And we will definitely be doing more of these um, Did You Hear That type of episodes. Uh, I've got a few planned. Um, Actually, I have to record them. But I have a few planned that, that will be coming uh, in the near future. So I appreciate that. That being said, uh, you can follow The Wander Near on Twitter and Instagram. And then you can find The Wander Near with an S on Facebook. And if you want to be part of this um, series, all you got to do is just go to Instagram, type in The Wander Near, and uh, DM us and tell us, hey, I want to be part of the Did You Hear That? And uh, we'll definitely answer your, your uh, response, your message. And uh, please share this with everybody you know, all your friends. And let's definitely listen to Rhea's music. She's about to drop some heat very soon. So give it a listen. Give this a share. Give her music a share. Go go and support and show some love to her. Because it's not easy to talk about yourself. Nor is it easy to be um, vulnerable and open to, you know, a complete stranger. But... Much love to you all. Stay healthy, stay safe, be smart, and uh, we'll get through this.